party people. This is Mallory Melchipost with Woven in Truth, checking back in with you guys. Um, wow, it is so fun to be podcasting again. Thank you so much for your gracious, 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 graciousness and patience. I know we've taken a big uh, content lag there for a while. It's for a lot of different reasons. But uh, one of the big ones was just like I was going through some stuff, just busy, you know, full-time job, family, all that stuff. But then also like even spiritually and like mentally going through some things. And it's like I never want to put out stuff that I'm not actually like engaged with or inspired about. Like that just feels wrong. And I respect you guys way too much to do that. So Anyways, I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me, listening to old episodes, which I a lot of them are like timeless. I love some of the the old content we have because it just is like, man, God's word never changes. And I'm so grateful for that. So different seasons, you know, all that stuff. But you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for for hanging in there with me. And um, we're excited. Me and Kelsey met. And we got some stuff coming down the pipeline, spring and summer. And I'm excited about the way God just refreshes our souls and mindsets and um Anyways, we um, are excited about this upcoming episode with Jennifer Conzen, which I will dive into in just a minute. But before I start it, I wanted to do a quick personal plug and ask for your prayers. My amazing sister-in-law, Jesslyn, is in New York right now and um, will be there for a couple weeks, has to have open lung surgery. She's had stage four cancer for a couple years and has been fighting it amazingly um she is a wonderful human and i would just really appreciate you guys taking a minute to pray for her and her family and just for her own spiritual physical you know healing all that stuff i just can't imagine all she's going through and i just want her to know she's so loved and supported and that um yeah means a lot to me too that you guys care about you know even my personal family and community because you guys are part of that too so thank you so much and uh yeah enjoy this episode hi everybody this is the woven in truth podcast i'm mallory and i am so excited about our guest today dr jennifer conzen is back with us jen thank you for being here it is so good to be here <laughs> everyone i was just telling her how everybody uh loves her last episode and we got to give the people what they want. So the doctor's back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, you're you're amazing, Jen. Just really appreciate you and all the ways you, I don't know. She, you even just did that awesome women's service for our local group on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it was so wonderful. Oh, mm -hmm. man. So it, it's for me, it's like a big family reunion. Getting yes. to be with everybody and honestly get to talk about something I really like to talk about. I love that. <laughs> I know you have to talk about so many different things for like she was just telling me she has a trip tomorrow. She's got to speak about this and this and this. It's like, oh, I love that when we get to talk about things like, kind of like our little passion projects, you know? Um, so anyways, I'm excited you're back. Thank you so much for making time um, and carving it out. I know you got a lot going on. So it means a ton to me. Everybody listening, thanks for spending some time with us too. I think this is going to be really helpful and meaningful because it's been to me and I'm excited for you guys to hear it too. So um, just to intro it a little bit, give the listeners some context. We uh, are, it's March right now. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but it is International Women's Month and we're kind of in celebration of International Women's Day. Our, our body, like Sisterhood of Churches, kind of came up with a uh, international theme of seen and heard. 
based on Genesis when, um, and, uh, but I just loved that. I loved the theme. I loved, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to do my own thing. But this year I'm like, no, this is awesome. Um, cause it's just so relevant to me, to so many people. It's been so cool. I'm really grateful to be able to do what I do and, and connect with so many different people and life stages because women in every life stage go through this in different ways is what I'm learning and yeah. realizing Big- yeah, you don't mature out of this necessarily. It just seasons change. And, and, you know, not that we're always in that either, you know, but I just think, wow, what a, what an incredible, uh, meaningful thing to discuss and unpack. Cause sometimes we have things as Christians that we feel, but we don't exactly know what to do with, you know, like we feel like I, I can't disciple myself out of this. Like, I don't really know what to do. Probably, probably a few things. Probably yeah. Few things. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. But, uh, Jen, I just wanted to ask you, why do you think this topic resonates mm. with so many people. I, I kind of am thinking women in general, but, or women in specific, but I don't actually know that. I know you counsel and work with, you know, mm-hmm. everybody. Is that something that's more like, why do you think this hits home so well for so many people? This resonates feeling seen and heard or feeling invisible, the opposite, you know? Right. Well, and to your somewhat question there of, is it just women? Is it also men? I mean, uh, yes, as a therapist, it comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do I feel, no, do, you know, does someone know me? Mm-hmm. I do a lot of couples therapy. So yes, it comes up for men and women in couples therapy. I don't mm. know if my spouse knows me. Do they really know? Do they, do they hear me? Do they really under, the word is might be slightly different. I don't okay. feel seen, might not come out of everybody's mouth, Yeah, but it be, I don't feel understood. I don't feel um, like, you know, me that comes out regardless of gender, people okay. have that hunger and desire. And I think, um, and I think what's unique, honestly, about following Jesus and following God is that, yes, it is the ultimate place of, I mean, a God who's so powerful, created the world can do anything with the snap of a finger who's so compassionate, so loving, so patient. He sees me, right? He sees me. He hears me. Mm-hmm. It takes on a whole nother meaning when you know who he is. Right. True. That he is the God it is this God that sees me and hears me. That yeah. always blows my mind that he is the creator of the heavens and earth. And he yeah. is, a, he's attentive. He's to us as individuals, like what in the world? It's amazing. It's beautiful. And I think this is actually what gets me caught up because I feel like we grow up, at least me, I grew up going to church and Christian community. And for me, something that's been, was always hard is I knew God cared. I was, I didn't really have a hard time believing in God. I knew he loved, you know, Jesus loves little children, all the children. Like I knew he loved everyone, but then it was always hard to personalize, to individualize that, right? Like, Oh wait, no, he cares about, and I know you're going to get into this, so I don't, I I don't want to go too far down this road, but I just think it's really cool. And I, I hope everyone feels that today and takes that away. Right. And that we can remember this, unpack this, because there are so many implications to not just like, okay, I believe that, but like really understanding and really believing that God's attentive to us. Right. Like it changes everything. And I just am even without changing any of our circumstances, it can still change everything. So I'm really excited about that. And what are we asking though, Jen? I'm just curious what you think. Like when we're saying, I don't feel seen, like, what are we really asking for? What are we wanting? Well, let me ask you. So, okay. 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 You, um, Mallory in your life, 
what, I mean, genuinely, what makes you feel like in relationships with other people, husband, friends, family, whoever, your job, what makes you feel seen? What makes you feel heard in your relationships? I have loved when, if especially if there's something that's like heavy on my heart, when people are like totally undistracted, right? Like listening to me, okay. engage, like even their face, it looks like yeah. they're trying to understand. Um, maybe they repeat back. Okay. Here's what yeah. I hear you saying. Wow, this, you know, it sounds like. And then the big one for me is like when there's some sort of follow-up. Like uh, yeah. maybe there's an implementation of something or a, a hey, I was yeah. thinking about, you know, like, but there's some sort of, like that that actually resonated with them and that they have made some sort of effort to engage further in whatever that was that I was communicating. That's huge mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. That follow-up. Gosh, did we record this weekend? Because all the answers that all the women gave to that question were so cool. Mm -hmm. And so different, right? Some people were just yes. like, I just want a hug. Yeah. <laughs> some people said a hug, like right. a hug makes me feel seen and heard. Right. Um, eye contact got said a couple different yep. times. Um, you know, I think we're all, we all, so for those of you who are listening, I think take a minute and think, hmm, right. What makes me feel seen? Hmm. What makes me feel heard when I'm with a person? Right. What's amazing about whatever you've identified. So I hope everybody just like literally takes a second there and thinks about it. That whatever it is coming to your mind about what makes you feel seen and heard now let's look at those things. So um, people did mention hug, eye contact, listening, asking questions, mm -hmm. checking in later, you know, those kinds of from physical to facial expressions to um, having the conversation to caring, the way they listen, right? So when you look at what it says about God seeing us, um, it says in Psalm 139, this, of course, this is such a beautiful passage, all of Psalm 139, right. about how intimately God sees us. He says, you know my thoughts, even when they're far away. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, he knows what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of idea, if you have a friendship with somebody and you know each other so well that when something happens, you both kind of look at each other and you go, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of share that look, that nudge. And you're both like, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know, you don't even have to say anything. You just look at each other yeah. and, and share know. that you look know. that says, right. Mm -hmm. So that is the level to which God's that aware of us. He knows what mm -hmm. we're thinking without us saying it. Um, I love Deuteronomy 32. He says he found them in a desert land in a wasteland and he watched over them like an eagle hovering over its young, you know, you're a mom, right? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I was actually walking through a parking lot recently and there were these kids and their mom and the mom didn't have, she wasn't holding their hands. They were just kind of wandering. They were younger and she didn't literally hold their hands while they were walking through a parking lot. And it made me so nervous, yeah. right? 
because I have four, I have four kids and parking lots always make me nervous. Yeah. The idea of that hovering over, mm-hmm. making sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. That's actually the words that's used to describe God. I love that. Yeah. He's described as a mother here, mm-hmm. you know, hovering over its young. Um, Psalm 34 says it multiple times. It says the eyes of the Lord watch. Mm-hmm. His ears are open. The Lord hears. The Lord is close. Um, then in Psalm 32, 8, he says, I'll counsel you with my loving eye on you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, okay, I have to sit down with Mallory and listen to her right. again. <laughs> but that he actually does it with a loving eye. Yeah. So I think... That's just huge. Number one, we have to recognize that God does see us, but it's not like with this judgmental eye. Right. Find your faults. Right. I just think that's so cool. I remember it's really, for me though, I have to be really intentional at sitting with some of what you're saying though, because I feel like we have these narratives with which we process things and our even our walks with God, right? Yeah. And it's like, but wait, what if there's more, what if I'm off? You know what I mean? Like, what if there's something he's trying to, you know, communicate to me or somebody mentioned too, when you asked the question, what helps you feel seen and heard, you know, by another person, somebody said empathy. And that's what you're describing too. Just that he watches us not out of judgment or like, okay, she better not mess up today, but out of love, like the, Mm-hmm. To really sit with that, that God is not indifferent towards you mm-hmm. is huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And this is, this whole title of seen and heard is, is somewhat taken uh, from Genesis 13, where Hagar is in extreme anguish. She's blown it. She right. has made mistakes. She's been treated terribly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Pops out. So she's, she's both got the stuff that she's blown ways that people have harmed her her and she's in the desert with her child and feeling absolutely, I can't even imagine what that was like. And what she says is about her interactions with God there in the desert. She says, you are the God who sees me. Hmm. I, I think it's important to recognize that when we're, when God is looking at us, he cares about what's happening. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. Psalm 31. This is one of my favorites too. It says in verse seven, it says, you have seen my affliction. You know, the anguish of my soul. Wow. Um, I, I, sh- I shared this weekend and I, I share when I, when I do different teachings on self care and, I talk about how, like, for me, the last couple of years have been really painful. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot, like, honestly, life-shattering, huge things. Mm-hmm. And I, like, the level to which it brings me healing and hope and joy. Gosh, even in the midst of anguish, can you have joy? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do know. know this. The fact that it says, you have seen seen my affliction you know the anguish of my soul right i have been in anguish and he's there right next to me right in it right psalm 31 says and this is actually on a 
I made a pillow with these scriptures on it. Oh, I love, you can like literally like cuddle up to these truths. That's really cool. I printed a pillow and it says, he showed his wonderful love for me while I was in a besieged city. Wow. I mean, listen to those words. He showed his wonderful love for me. So again, he's not doing that. Okay. It just said he was like an eagle, Mm -hmm. but not like eagle eye. I'm looking at trying to see how she blew it. And like a oh my sweet goodness. mama eagle protecting his babies. The mama eagle protecting. Mm-hmm. And it says, it says it again there. He showed his wonderful love for me while I was in a besieged city. So mm-hmm. for each of us, there's going to be different things that are happening in our lives where we feel besieged. Yeah. Like, it, like attacked, right? That's what that means. Like under yeah, attack, under attack. It might be at your job. It might be in your home. It might be in your friendships. It might yep. be a church. Unfortunately, yeah. it might be in your extended family. It might be in your community. Mm-hmm. You might literally be under being besieged. You're going to make an announcement later about a women's conference that's coming up. And, um, I am actually, doing a, it's a world international conference for women. And, um, the title so of it cool. is loved and dignified women, helping women who have gone through hell. And the reality is for many people, they're literally going through hell. They're a besieged city. And God says, it says that his wonderful love, he shows it even when we're in a besieged city. So I think that's important that when we're in anguish, it it's important to him. He cares. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think that's so, oh my gosh, Jen. And even when we're talking about your own anguish over the last few years, there's nothing to like, yeah. it's so hard to, when people like literally can't relate, like people might sit with you in those times as much as they can and they love and they care. Right. Like, but at the end of the day, you're the one in it. And it's like, people just mm-hmm. can't relate. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's, one of my least, and I, I think for me too, one of my least favorite feelings is feeling like misunderstood too. Like, like, yeah. like wow, if people don't, obviously they don't understand. Cause if they did, I feel like they'd care more, you know, in these different times when I'm in going through something, but it's so, it means the world to know that God is there and he understands yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. not that he just understands, he cares so deeply. deeply. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to like reframe anything to him. We don't have to like qualify our, you know, what I mean? like he is there and he cares. And that is all we really want in those times. Right. Like that's so beautiful. Yeah. You said the word misunderstood. So in other words, our longing to be understood. Um, you know, I think that whole piece about when we feel misunderstood, the aloneness is huge. Well, any kind of aloneness, any Mm -hmm. kind of loneliness is huge. I was just thinking, this is a freebie. This wasn't from the lesson this weekend, but (laughs) I think about um, where Jesus says to his followers, he says, um, you are all going to leave me. He literally says it. You are all going to leave me. And then he says, but I am not alone. Wow. Because my father is with me. Wow. And that honestly has really helped me because in the anguish of my own soul, there are times where, like you said, um, you, as much as, as much as people are there for you, 
um, there is an aloneness in the midst of anguish, right? At some extent, right? Um, uh, you know that that your unique experience, and so what Jesus says really helped. Yeah, he said, "You're all going to leave me alone, but I'm not alone." Right. I it, but my father's with me, so it really helps me to go. Jesus can relate. Right. He he gets it. <laughs> totally. He gets it. And of course, he is God. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. there's something there's something really comforting to me about that. Is that like oh, huge? I I don't know. Like that's just it, it's huge, right? It's it's well exactly what we're needing. There's a reason we feel that because there it's re, it's reflecting a need, right? We feel that and we're wanting that connection. We're wanting that feeling of being understood and cared for, you know, like when I'm having really yeah. hard weeks or things like that, I like still, I'm in my thirties and I'll still be like, I really want my mom, you know, like, right? I just want my mom to come take care of me and yeah, make me food. Mom. And like, yeah. and I think we, there's just that part of us, like we're designed to be cared for, you know, and he, but he's we're there. Going. He wants to meet that need, which is so powerful. Yeah, there's the story of Joshua when um, he is, uh, God literally gives him a vision and he's climbing this ladder and literally from the top of the ladder, God's voice comes out and says, I'm with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. It Honestly, when I was reading it about him being at the top of the ladder, I was like, it's like, it's like the parent being at the top of the stairs, their kids leaving the house. And they're like, <laughs> like, you know, the popular lines from different movies. Yeah. 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 Make good <laughs> you know, choices. Make good choices. So God's standing there at the top of the stairs, right? Uh -huh, he's, uh -huh. he's again, the parent hovering, caring for us. Well, it's so interesting because what Joshua says right after this is he says, Oh shoot, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was unaware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So God promises that He's watching, that He sees us, that He's mm -hmm. He's 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 gonna care for us. But in all honesty, sometimes we're not aware of it. And I think that's where um it would be good even today to talk about the 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 practice, practicing the presence of God, because a lot of times he is here. The Bible right. says he's here. Even if you don't know he's here, he's here. Right. But I do think sometimes we're unaware. That's so true. That's so true. It's like yeah. growing in our awareness, our acknowledgement, our, yeah. Cause it is, yeah. it's not that all of a sudden he is, it's just our awareness to it. Cause yeah. he is there. He is watching. It's not but like we have to do unaware. something. We yeah. can be unaware. Right. Yeah. Um, that, so, yeah, that's huge. And I'm excited for you to dive in because I think a big thing that came up even on Sunday when different people were sharing about their experience with this. Cause I don't know where people that are listening are at, but I do think a lot of this feeling of, of wanting to be seen and heard, we feel unheard or disconnected, right? That's where that's. And then, but yeah. we can pull close to God and understand how Jesus himself had to walk through that kind of like you were talking about, but it's definitely that's that yeah. we're, I, I think what we're hitting on is that loneliness feeling, that loss of meaning, maybe a loss of influence. Like you used to have, you know, like your voice used to matter. Now it doesn't, you're trying to figure that out. Maybe you're in a new life stage or you've never felt it. Maybe you've never felt it or like that alone in a crowded room well, feeling. Yeah. Alone like room, that was yeah. the big one that came up. Like I'm at stuff, I'm engaged, you know, um, church community, my family, whatever, but you're there, but you don't, you feel like you're just floating around. Like, would anybody and, and care? That's huge. Yeah. That's huge because, um, so that's, 
obviously the whole piece about being seen and heard Mm -hmm. in relationships, which is huge. That's not necessarily today's podcast, but right. Right. Is like how to be God created us to be intimately connected with others. I mean, there's a reason why there's a zillion scriptures on one another. So we're created to be intimately connected. I do Mm -hmm. think again, what's unique for those who follow Jesus and follow God is that the bedrock of all of our security is being seen and heard by God, the creator of the world, Mr. Big and powerful. Right. And it's interesting because not only does he see, but he hears, like he hears us the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over and over scripture. So Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 55, which cracks me up. It says evening and morning um, and at noon, <laughs> I utter my <laughs> complaint and I moan and he hears my voice. So even if we tend to, I don't know. Sometimes it can be like, God will hear me if I'm positive or if I'm praying about other people. But if I come to him with complaints, literally I taught my children Philippians to do everything without complaining Mm -hmm. and arguing. So (laughs) we're not supposed to complain, but literally the psalmist says here, even when I come complaining to him, he hears me. Yeah. I love that though. I love that though. Cause that goes back to that. Like we have all these feelings, right? But then a lot of times we like try to disciple ourselves out of them or like only present yeah. some of those to God that feel like acceptable. But then it's like, what do we do? What are we supposed to do with the rest of them? <laughs> like, yeah. And I love that he creates space for all of that. Like, that's what I hear you saying. He does. It's so cool. It's so cool. And um, this is my favorite. My favorite Psalm um, is Psalm 18. And David in the Psalm cries out to God mm. and he's, David is being besieged speaking of that. Right. Like, you know, again no. and again. Yeah. And he says, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my mm. voice. Mm. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked and the foundations the mountains shook Mm. because he was angry. So David calls out and God literally comes down and the earth trembles and quakes and the mountains shake. And it says smoke rose from his nostrils and Mm -hmm. consuming fire. Mm -hmm. He parted the heavens. You guys can't even see me, but I'm moving my hands. (laughs) He parted the heavens and he came down hailstones and lightning. I mean, you can just see it. Smoke coming from his nostrils, hailstones coming out of his fingertips, lightning coming out. He reached down. This is all in Psalm 18. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. In the day of my disaster, the Lord was my support. Mm. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And this Ugh. is really important. This rescue isn't, oh my gosh, here she goes again. It's mm-hmm. he rescued me because he delighted in me. Mm-hmm. And that peace that when David cries out and God responds this way, mm-hmm. this has been super helpful to me. What it literally says is, the earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the mountains shook because he was angry. So he hears our cry. This is especially mm-hmm. true when something's happening to you. A wrong is being done You're to mistreated. you. Mistreated. Yeah. 
being mistreated. Okay. We have all been wronged by someone. Right. And when you're wronged, it can be really painful. And when we cry out to God, he comes down and it, and he feels angry. It kind of helped me in my agony Mm -hmm. to know that the wrongs that had been done to me, that God felt anger about that for me. Right. So again, I think we need to understand this God who sees us and hears us. This is the all powerful almighty who is also our father. And just like a father, uh -uh, you don't mess with my kid. Right. Totally. I love that. Can you tell a story about your dad on the, when oh, he fell gosh, the yes. so I was in grade school, probably second grade, first grade. And I was swinging on the bars and, um, fell and landed on my back. All the air out of me. Can't That's a breathe. scary totally. feeling. Yeah. Oh, such, oh, such an awful feeling. And my sister's like, oh, and I, and I can't say a word. I'm completely just laying there on the ground. So she takes off to go, um, get my dad. Now, mind you, my father, uh, uh, this is my one really beautiful me- uh, memory with my dad. I don't have a lot of them because he was, a, it was a painful, his relationships with all of his kids. Mm-hmm. And so, but this mm-hmm. memory was so vivid. So I'm laying there on the ground. I eventually, she's run off to get him. I crawl to the manager's door and knock and he comes and checks me out to see if I'm okay. And then sends me on my way. And I'm walking up the hill to our, uh, our, our place. And I can literally feel my dad coming. He was a big man Mm -hmm. and I could feel the Mm -hmm. earth moving (laughs) (laughs) because here he came down the hill. And I remember reading this passage and realizing, Oh my goodness, I've experienced that, that this is God coming down the hill. My dad coming down to rescue his kids. I love that though. Like that feeling of, I'm like, he wants to come and help. Like he cares, like back to that idea of like, he is not indifference. He sees, he hears and it, and it matters to him. Like our anguish matters to him and we don't have to compare it to others in order for it, you know, like it doesn't have to be the worst for it to matter. Whatever our own suffering is, it matters to him. And I just think that's so, I love that. I love that visual even of your dad (laughs) and you feeling, you feeling him coming to save you. Like, Oh, it's so beautiful. I believe God gave me that memory to teach at that young age. He gave me that memory to teach me about himself. Wow. That's beautiful. Um, And I do think we talked about it in the last podcast about how we've taken the scripture where, um, you know, we're, Paul says that, um, take every thought captive. Oh, and we've make t- it obedient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obedient. And so we've taken that to mean that when we have distressed feelings that we should, you know, take it, you know, make it obedient, um, take it captive. But actually that scripture is not addressing how we're supposed to deal with our own emotions and feelings. All there is defending his ministry and there's false teachers. And he's actually saying, if you read the whole entire passage, he's addressing that when people are false teachers, they're teaching false things. We're supposed to bring those false teachings to the scriptures to make them captive and obedient to the scriptures. That is not what we're supposed to do with our feelings. Mm -hmm. So what are we supposed to do with our feelings? And that's, I always joke in the midst of COVID, I decided to figure out all those Verses that say, do not fear, do not be anxious, do not be mm-hmm. discouraged. So what does God say? He says that about 120, 140 times. If you look them up, 
in your in your Bible and in some big concordance online, the do not fear, do not be discouraged. There's about 120, 140 of them. Okay. Um, and so I studied those to figure out what does God want us to do with our emotions. Right. And one of the biggest things is so when you say that phrase, do not fear. So this is a reminder of something we covered in that last podcast. Do not fear. What comes after that? What's the main do not fear? What comes after that? Oh, wait, you're asking me? Uh huh. Do not fear. Like, what does it actually say? What's For say I am with that? you? For I am with you. Yeah. Now, even in your like, I don't know, is this the right answer? That is the answer. So <laughs> I found about six different themes of stuff that God says um, when he says, do not fear, do not be anxious to not be discouraged. Mm -hmm. But the biggest theme was I am with you. It's beautiful. What it says, the different scriptures, one says, well, multiple of them says I am with you. Um, It also says the Lord God goes with you. Uh My favorites. It says your king is coming. Don't fear. Your king is coming. Um, It says, do not fear. I am watching. Mm. So there's the, I am seen. It says, I am with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. In fact, one point it says, we will come and make our home with you. This is Jesus's. So that idea of being in his presence, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that is where we feel seen and heard is, is huge. One of my favorites is also in Psalm 27. David says there, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. I actually made a plaque out of it and stuck it on my wall because it's, it's just really meaningful to me about mm-hmm. seeking his face. Um, I love the, in numbers, it says, may the Lord make his face shine on you. So when I'm, I do live in San Diego and the sun is out most of the time, but it isn't right now because it's pouring rain. And so when, when, when I am coming outside and I, and the sun is out, I'll literally, I'll turn towards it. And I, and I'll say to myself, and your face shines upon me. I think that's huge that we have to practice being seen by him, being in his presence to see him out and to feel his face shining upon us that we have to like if you think about being in someone's presence you have to be aware of that he's beside you he's next to you he's sitting i i literally practice sitting next to jesus um (laughs) i was telling everybody that john i practiced um visualizing myself with jesus when he was with people Mm -hmm. so i wrote out all the places he was warm and affectionate and loving and um and encouraging in the book of john and Uh um and then i practiced those as if i was with jesus and one of them is where um the apostle john it literally says he's leaning against jesus and so I literally practice leaning against him. I'm doing it right now, even as we're doing the podcast. I love it. And I'll do it like even out in public (laughs) where I'll be, you know, or I'll be driving or just when life has just got its challenges. I'll literally, I'll be, I'll sit in a chair or I'll be, be wherever I am. And I just close my eyes 
And so everybody do it with me. Everybody that's listening, close your eyes and picture him sitting right next to you. He's up next to you where you can feel his arm against yours. So you're right up against him. And now I want you to lean. And I want you to lean against him. Go ahead and just do it. Lean against him. And take a breath. Feel yourself leaning against him. Stay there. Breathe while you're doing it. And feel yourself leaning against him. I'd say the first time I did that, Mallory, I sobbed. I saw mm. I had never practiced being with him like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what Jesus is like. Mm-hmm. I know that that's what God's like. Yeah. And when I physically did it, and I've done it multiple times since then, picturing myself with him, um, leaning against him, being in his presence, picturing him sitting next mm-hmm. to me, in front of me, beside me as I'm driving, like I do think the being practicing being in his presence, like, you know, um, the chosen, Mm -hmm. the the popular, very popular show that scene where, um, Mary Magdalene is, uh, doing Sabbath for the first time, Mm -hmm. but she gets Sabbath and Passover a little mixed up. So she, she kind of combines the two different things and she leaves an empty seat for Elijah, which is actually a Passover thing. And so they all kind of josh with her, you know, and Mm -hmm. she's like, Oh, you know, so they have this empty seat at the table and then who comes in? Jesus Jesus shows up. And where does he sit? On that seat. I love that. In the seat, which actually, of course, Jesus is, you know, the, the, the Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. 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 It's the empty seat. So what would it be like if when you're sitting at a meal, leave an empty seat? I love that. And he's sitting right there when you're having your quiet time, when you're with friends, when you're at church, see him sitting right there. And what would it be like to practice? He's right next to you. Right. I did this in some of the painful things I've been through these last couple of years. There have been different places, um, literally in my home or at a park or in a car where some like physical spots, okay, physical spots where some painful interactions happened. Mm -hmm. And I went back to those places and I literally stood there, sat there, um, and (laughs) I was at this park and I thought people are going to think I'm crazy. And I stood there and kind of visualized myself holding his hand, remembering that painful interaction. Oof. And it was, I was like, you were here. You were here. Oh my gosh. That happened. So I pictured him standing right there holding my hand and Mm -hmm. it was so healing. So whether it's in your anguish, Mm -hmm. whether it's in, in your joys, right? Because also he sees us in our anguish and he sees us in our joys. Right. Um, This is actually in John 16. um, Jesus says, I will see you again and you're going to rejoice and no one's going to take away your joy. He's like, when you're happy, I'm coming. Right. The Lord uh, Zephaniah says he will take great delight in you and will rejoice over you with singing. I love that. Yeah. So whether it's in your agony or whether it's in your joy. Yeah. 
he's there. Right. His presence. And I do think it's just so healing if we can do that. So I want to practice something with you. Will you practice something with me? I would love to. Okay. So everybody who's listening, practice this too. Um, this is what we just mentioned about do not fear. I am with you. So for, we're going to do a one minute, uh, silent meditation mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk you through it. So it's going to be silent except for when I give you direction while we're doing it. But what I want you to do is I want you to do it live as you're listening, as we're going to hear that sentence, do not fear and hear him say, I am with you. So while we're doing it, I want you to breathe. And so practice the breathing with me. Everybody breathe in your nose and blow out your mouth. Blow it out all the way till there's nothing left. Breathe in your nose and blow out your mouth till there's nothing left. So that's what you're going to do while you're hearing him. I want you to close your eyes. Don't do it yet, but I'm going to have you do it. You're going to close your eyes and you're going to picture God. You're going to picture Jesus. You might see the actor from the chosen, or you just honestly, I don't, when I picture God and Jesus, I don't actually see their face, but I, I see them right in front of me. So however you do it, I want you to picture he's right there in front of you. And you're going to hear him say to you, I am with you. And you're going to say that phrase in your mind, hearing it from him repeatedly. You're going to say it over and over for a solid minute. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and begin. Close your eyes. Take that low breath in your nose, into your belly. And then I want you to see his face. See him looking at you. See him sitting across from you. And then hear him say, I am with you. Now hear him say it over and over. I am with you. You might become distracted, and if you do, if you know, if you hear something and it distracts you or you get distracted by your own thoughts, let yourself notice the thought and the distraction. That's normal. And then bring your mind back and hear him say, I am with you. Take a low breath and hear him say, I am with you. Okay, Uh, you can keep your eyes closed or open them back up. Um, How was that for you, Mallory? Even like we did it the other day, right? At that 
mm-hmm. at the Women's Day, but how was it for you there or even right now? I actually loved it. I mean, it's interesting. My my five year old's like right by my leg right now, so she. <laughs> she right, it was, distractions. It was really helpful though when you're saying like. Oh like that's okay and not like be like oh no like no origami by my feet right now like I I felt like wait I can still (laughs) see and connect with God in this meaningful way but but it is it's interesting when you had us do it on Sunday I think I even told you this later I felt like slightly uncomfortable at first like I'm just so used to constant like stimulation and like yeah I actually get nervous letting my mind wander, especially in times of God, because I feel like, oh no, I'm like, I can, my brain goes all over the place. Um, yeah. But this time I actually was excited about it because I, I feel like these moments and even the breathing thing, I had to like turn off my mic because I was breathing so deeply. Because <laughs> I just felt like I need those cleansing breaths and that yeah. fresh life and that time to connect and breathe and feel like, God mm-hmm. is with me in every one of those little breaths. Like that's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it really is important that uh, if you've never done meditation, for those who are listening to this, if you've never done meditations, it does take practice. Right. Sitting in silence is kind of an, a different thing. In fact, when I first started learning about the spiritual disciplines from there's two different Italian classic books. One's called the celebration of the disciplines and the other's called the spirit of the disciplines. And there's sections in those books on silence and solitude. And I read those sections and I'm like, what the heck? What's that? I mean, who, that's a, that's a spiritual discipline. That didn't make any sense to me. And I basically kind of ignored those chapters. That is, is so funny. Well, that's so funny. I ignored because that that's, that's what I do like metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yet, honestly, sit in silence and hear him say that to you. I have to say when I do it, and I've now done this because I, I, I do it each time myself when I teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do it on my own. I smile every time. I love and that. And then when I keep hearing it, I get emotional. Yeah, same. Yeah. I like well up. I well up a little bit and it helps me the guided meditations, which cause I'm, I'm getting, I'm exposing myself to this more and more. I also do yoga. I love my studio and they give a space. Now I I reframe it. I make it about God and not what, you know, the universe, Uh, but I think, um, those times those spaces, I actually really look forward to them now. Um, and, but it still helps me some of, uh, at least if I'm a little rustier, I took a break to get back in. I love guided meditations because that helps yeah. me. Even when I had my eyes closed yeah. and I'm yeah. like thinking about, oh no, make sure my kid doesn't, you know, talk on the podcast. Like it Bring helped your me. Mind back. It helped <laughs> me to hear you even like uh-huh. say I'm, and then like picture his face saying it. And then I, that's uh-huh. when I kind of welled up because I was like, oh, even in this moment, like I don't have to control this. Like uh-huh. I, I can just it. let him be here exactly where I'm at which is then like a semi-distracted, but a very loved space anyways. You know, like I think that's a huge, that's so special. We don't have to wait for these very isolated opportunities to connect and to be aware of his presence. It can be an ongoing. And that's what it is. It's a practicing. I mean, I actually will do things like, um, so I do solitude retreats up in Alaska. I want to come. I want to come so bad. And one of the things I did was, again, I practiced how was Jesus loving, uh, affectionate. And so uh, what, what did they do? And so he 
went on walks with them. They walked up. I, I, I literally wrote it down. They walked up the hill with him. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a, um, a uh, path all the way around the campground at this place in Alaska. And so me and Jesus went on a walk around the path. And, and so literally I was like, okay, we're, we're walking next to each other. And I really believe he's with me. Oh, yeah. We're not just, we're not pretending he really is there. I'm exactly. just making myself aware of it. Right. Well, what was really funny is so we're, I was, it was a silent walk, but I was paying attention to him and I kept forgetting he was there. It was so funny. I kept going, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, and then I'll bring my awareness back to him and then right. my mind would float somewhere else. And I'm sorry, sorry. And I'd bring my awareness back to him. It is a practicing. Right. I do think the other big thing is, and I said this earlier, it's vital that we understand who he is and how he feels about us. Right. That will make a huge difference on feeling seen and heard by him. Exactly. So, because if you I have think a misunderstanding, said, yes, then you're not so going to feel comforted by that presence. You might, yes, feel, you might feel nervous by that presence, or yes, I don't know. There's so many different things that that. Yeah, I I just feel like even when you're talking about do not fear and stuff like that, if you know him and you're comfortable with him and you know his character, it's so easy to trust his heart. But yeah. if you have a misunderstanding or maybe a half understanding of who he truly is, right? Because sometimes our perceived understandings of God are like and our felt how presence. He feels about exactly. you. Exactly. If that's off, that actually is yeah. going to maybe not be as comforting as he desires it to be, right? Yeah. I actually, since I was a young Christian, I, I, whenever I would find a scripture that said how God feels about me, I would, I started writing them back. Uh, down in the back of my Bible. And then that was like a list that I slowly kept growing. So then I started just keeping track of whenever I found a new one. Right. So I have this list called, um, how God feels about me. Oh, um, and so actually anybody that's listening, uh, if that's helpful to you, you can send me, you can put this on, on your materials oh, I there. Will. I, your love podcast. I love it. I love it. I definitely post it. And then people can send me an email, Jennifer at yahoo.com and I'll send it to you. So anyway, um, let me share with you some of the things it says. Okay. Um, he so calls good. us beloved. He says we're valuable. It says we are cherished that we are dearly loved. I love in Isaiah, he says, you are mine, that he rejoices over us. He delights in us. He takes pleasure in us. We are chosen. We have unfade. He sees us as someone with, especially as women with unfading beauty, that we are precious, that we are a sweet aroma. Um, literally what it says in, uh, in one of the passages, it says, God is talking to one of his people and he literally says, you will be a blessing. Isn't that amazing? I love the other one that says delights to show you mercy. Delights to show you mercy. Not just, oh my gosh, I have to be merciful again. So I want everybody to do something with me again. Okay. Once again, I want you to picture sitting with your, close your eyes and you're sitting across from God, across from Jesus. And hear him say to you, you will be a blessing. Hear him say that to you. You will be a blessing.
That is how he feels about us. He sees us as precious, as beloved. I actually spent some time um, since it was, no, I actually did this without realizing it was Women's Month, (laughs) but I was just curious. I went through and wrote down all the places where he directly talked to women. Mm -hmm. And so go do this, go open up your gospels. I, you have to kind of go through all four to catch all of them. But so I went through all of them and these are, let me read to you what some of the ones are. Okay. These are so cool. This is what he said directly to women. He says, this woman will be remembered. Hmm. He says, daughter, he says, She has chosen what is better. He's saying that to Mary. He has, she has chosen what is better. She has given everything. And then of course, after he is risen from the dead, he says, Mary, when he sees her. So I picture that him going, Jennifer, with an exclamation point. Literally, it has an exclamation point. Jennifer. And I see Jesus saying, Jennifer, um, he says, she has loved much. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, Judas is correcting the same Mary. She's pouring perfume on his Jesus feet. And Judas is saying, you know, she's wasting money. We mm-hmm. could have given this to the poor. And Jesus says, leave her alone. I love that. Like, I know God is my protector, but to hear Jesus say that, I have to say this, that one was hugely uh, healing for me. He says of another, he says to another woman, your faith is great. Your faith is great. I love that. (laughs) He says to another woman, go in peace, go in peace. Mm -hmm. And then of course he says, I don't condemn you. So think of these phrases I just said, and it's a little different doing this on audio. So I'm going to say them one more time. And I want you, everybody listening, I want you to pick one. I'm going to choose a couple of them. One of them is daughter. Another one is she has given everything. Another one is hear him say your name, Jennifer, Mallory. Another one is leave her alone. And then the one that a lot of people pick, I don't condemn you. So take one of those phrases and for about 30 seconds, we're all just going to close our eyes and we're going to sit with Jesus because he also sees us and hears us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear him say that sentence to us. So close your eyes, give it about 30 seconds and see his face and hear it. See his face. Hear him say the phrase you chose. Okay. So 
It's funny because I did all of these in my own time with God recently. And I did one right now, but it took a whole nother meaning. So I was doing right now, the go in peace. And I have a lot mm. going on. I'm taking off tomorrow to fly and teach somewhere. And there's just a lot going on here in my home and just a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I heard him say, Jennifer, go in peace. And I got all emotional just sitting here doing oh. this with you guys, like hearing him say to me with, again, I see that smile on his face, go in peace. Which one did you do, Valerie? Oh man. Well, the last time when I did this a couple days ago, I did, yeah. I don't condemn you. Yeah. And today I did. She has loved much. And I was, I had tears. <laughs> you let yourself hear him say that to you, Mallory. I switched because I That's think even good. just practicing it over and over the last few days, of, I felt less accused and condemned just from listening to him tell me I'm not. Which yeah. this is like. That's so trippy how just increasing my awareness can change yeah. whole narratives, like yeah. these subconscious ones. And then today I was like, I actually believed him. Like I was like, oh my gosh, he acknowledges, he sees all the ways we try to honor he, him, you know, you, like. You, yeah, you saw him say, you Mallory, you have loved much. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's totally an emotional experience, but it's so real. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so special. These moments, these reminders, these interactions, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, let me encourage you and everybody listening with a couple practicals. Okay. Um, it does take practice being in his presence. Right. So you can take any of the things that we've already done today. You can also go and get an app. It's called the Centering Prayer app. Very cool. It's so simple and so easy. Um, I do it regularly. You can do the Lectio Divina Journal app. So simple. It walks you through what you call Lectio Divina means divine reading. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it literally, both of these, you don't, the, the Centering Prayer one, you, it just tells you what to do and you just right. do it. Um, you can practice visualizations like we have today. Um, the scriptures just give them to you, right? Like the scripture that says he will cover me with his feathers. I woke up recently and was feeling a lot and I just, gosh, I could feel it the moment I woke up and it was, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like three. Ugh. I just could, you know, I was troubled in my spirit because of different things. Right. And I literally, I remembered that his feathers around me mm -hmm. and I pictured his arms and his feathers coming around me and I fell back in his arms. I love that. I love so that. So take whatever visuals that you get. Psalms is a great place to go right? and um, do it. Uh, Jeannie Shaw wrote a book on transitions about different grievings and she has you, it's such a go-getter book and she has you write a letter from God to you Wow. And it was so, yeah, it was so good. Cause I took those list of how God feels about me. And then I wrote the letter from him to me. So I have this chair that the back of it kind of comes around you a little bit. Oh, like the and arms kind of. Uh -huh, yeah. uh -huh. And so I tucked myself down into it with a blanket <laughs> and I held the letter in my hand and I read it hearing oh, God. Beautiful. Me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Go do some different practices. Um, uh, 
I would say get, you have to give yourself the space and the time on a, like a, a, I do now regular rhythms. I have a daily rhythm. That would be like your time meditating, reading right. the word, contemplating, doing one of these uh, exercises, um, weekly rhythm. So I practice Sabbath every week and I have to tell you having that time with huge. just me and God huge. every week. Oh, oh, just huge. Um, I go on uh, retreats about every three to four months where I'll go mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> um, sometimes you can like go to somebody else's house, but yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm going, I'm going up to Yosemite for four days. So going on retreats or going on like we go breaks with our family, with our loved ones, with friends, mm-hmm. but do we do it with God? Wow. Have you done a vacation with God or a retreat with God or just mm-hmm. a day away? That's what I did. I did one overnight cause that felt accessible to me. Cause I was convicted by, we did a Sabbath series and I was convicted and, um, I did just one overnight. I I saved up a little money and did one overnight, used like a hotels tonight app, got a great deal. And it was the most amazing 24 hours. I had such great time connecting with God, totally undistracted. It also was just really fun. It was just really fun. Like I wasn't focused on, Oh, I need to grow in this area and work on this. I I just was like, I'm just going to spend at your watch. Yeah, I'm just going to spend time with God and see what he has to share with me and then it was so special. Like and that felt accessible to me. Like I can do um, one night and then build from there, you know. That's so cool. Well, Mallory, I hope that was helpful. This was amazing. So helpful. I I love everything you shared. It's so it's just the awareness shift is such a game changer, I feel like. And it's what makes, it makes everything that we preach and <laughs> teach so human to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, it's, it's, it's this walking with this connection over perfection that we all talk about, but it makes it, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel God's voice, you know, in all of this. And I'm so grateful for for all of your insights that you shared, all of your ideas. If if some people I know might be listening, they might already be trying some of these things, might have never tried it. I yeah. just am grateful that people have all these options. Like even when you shared a lot of these over the weekend, I was talking to some of the older women after that aren't, they're kind of just now dipping their toes in the spiritual formation stuff or disciplines. And they were like, wow, I have so many great things I want to try. And I just yeah. love that they're going to just try here and there one or two and but they yeah. were so excited. Like there's, there's never a point where we, you know, are, have this all figured out. And I think there's so much grace in it too. Like you said, like maybe you're doing this and you feel distracted. You feel like you're not doing it right. Like there's no like, oh, what's wrong with you? It's like God is there even in that. And he just wants to connect. And um, I love to- too that you talk so much about like kind of even sensory reminders of his presence. <laughs> like you, you seem visual too though. Cause you, you have your <laughs> pillow, you have your plaque, you have yeah. your... And I'm, I have a candle on right now. That's my big thing. Um, I don't always get to have my long quiet time or whatever in the morning, like I used to, but when I do, I try to light a candle. I have a special keychain. I have these little sensory reminders of his presence. Cause like you said, I'm just trying to be more aware, but it's so cool in those moments to like go back to that and like see him again. Like you said, sometimes I can be like, I can get, get off or forget, you know? And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. He's here. Like, And then when I'm stressed out, I, I don't think it's cheesy at all. Like I, if I'm going through something hard or I feel attacked or like there's certain, you know, different people that make me nervous or whatever, like I literally visualize myself holding Jesus hand. (laughs) 
And I don't, because then you don't feel nervous. You're like, oh, I'm with him. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, it's him, right? And like, he's here and he's involved. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really encouraged by everything you shared. And I I hope it was so helpful to everybody as much as it was to me, because this is, this is huge, Jen. And I, I love that you've spent so much time cultivating this in your own life and you mean it. Like, that's what I think every is so special about you. Like you don't just teach this stuff because of all the letters after your name. This is your life. This is your, this is everything to you. You love God. You love his word. You live it. You cling to it amidst all the trials. You know, I just respect you and your faith so much. And I think this just flows through you though. Like you love God and he loves you. <laughs> like it is so clear. And We're having fun. You We're on are. an adventure. You are. Oh, and do you mind, do you mind? My mentioning about the conference a little no, bit? No, please. I was just going to segue. I just was actually going to ask you about that because you gave yeah. us some great resources. However, I would be remiss Ever. to not sake of it. A couple minutes here because you did mention it earlier, but basically this kind of teaching, all the stuff we're talking about, I'm sure it resonated with a huge chunk of women listening. Yeah. If they're interested, can you tell us a little bit more about the conference yeah. and um, what's going to be featured and then maybe some information about the uh, like details, like the like when it is, how to register, all that stuff? Sure. So it's, <laughs> you're going to love the title. <laughs> it's called Beloved and Dignified. So it's a women's conference called Beloved and Dignified, Women Helping Women Who've Experienced Hell. Love that. So, yeah. We're you're, not, you're not messing around. <laughs> no, we're going to really, the goal is to talk genuinely and real about really painful, hard things right. that we as women have gone through. And so the goal of each class is to tell the story and tell the truth. Like, let's, right. this is what's going on, whether it's really painful thing with your kids, really painful things in your marriage, really painful health issues or mental health challenges. We have some women internationally coming to talk about what is it like to be in a war-torn country and be faithful to Jesus? Like, wow. So we're going to be talking about these things and we're going to talk about the story and we're going to talk about what are the things that women have done that have been helpful, that oh. have really been helpful Amen. in the midst of it. And then we are also going to talk really honestly about what are things that women have done or said that have not been helpful. Right. What have people said that honestly has been painful or not helpful right. or damaging? Like, honestly, sometimes women can be hurtful to women. Yeah. So we're going to tell the truth about that. And then how did, how did we connect with God? How did, how, how did we find God in the midst of it? Oh my goodness. Of the titles is um no light at the end of the tunnel finding peace in the dark <laughs> so we're gonna it. talk about real stuff it's on um may 5th and 6th friday and okay. saturday friday night through saturday um that specific standard ish time okay but and then it's speakers from all over on lots of different areas mm -hmm. and um please come you can register just beloved and dignified.com is the website. We'll put a link in for sure. And guys, I, I could not more highly recommend or advocate for, I I've seen, I, I know some of the people planning this. I, I've seen some of the speakers. Uh -huh. This is going to be amazing. And I think I am so proud of women like you guys creating space for these kind of dialogues without any 
shiny slapping smiley faces or spiritual platitudes you know what i mean like on really real life difficult issues that we don't have context for if you only look at one side you know and i think i'm really excited you guys are doing this and i think it's going to be so validating (laughs) and helpful um there's just going to be so much space to affirm just the difficulty but then also i think it sounds like you guys are also going to really give some helpful um insights suggest you know whatever where people feel because I do get like that too like I want to be affirmed but I also am kind of like okay but please what do I do (laughs) like like what can I or what do I cling to like not just to wait you know like I I think there's there's so many strategies and helpful things people that have gone through things or are still in them you know maybe there isn't you're not on the other side of it maybe you're still smack dab in the middle of suffering you know So I'm so excited about this. Um, I do think it's a big deal though, that we actually register guys, because I know we're used to things being recorded. We're used to things being recorded, but this is real talk and really vulnerable. Exactly. That's That's why I'm telling everybody this because I think we're so used and I'm totally guilty of this. I'll be like, well, I'll just listen later, you know, whatever. But because of the sensitive nature of some of this stuff and the vulnerability of those sharing, they're not, I think maybe the keynotes will be, but a lot of the the more particular things that might be relevant to you in your situation guys it's totally worth the time the money go for it i I would say register asap um it's gonna be super brilliant so we'll put the links in there you guys can go check it out and see the lineups um i know you're gonna love it uh beloved and dignified i can't wait i will be there a hundred percent so uh anyways jen thank you so much for everything i really appreciate this episode and appreciate you always so Thanks for being here. Bye, dear. Bye. And everybody who listened, we love you. We hope this was helpful and meaningful to you. Don't forget to register for the conference, and we'll catch you next time on Woven in Truth. We are one.